Welcome to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. Every week, she's bringing inspiring guests to help you embrace motherhood the cool mom way. Emily knows firsthand being a mom is hard AF, but she's passionate that doesn't need to be the end of the story. Shift your perspective on what it means to be a mom while learning practical tips and mom hacks you can use right away. Stay you while nailing the mom game. That's what being a cool mom is all about. Class is now in session. Here's your host, Emily Kylo. gorgeous goddesses welcome back to the cool mom podcast i'm so thrilled to have you it's your girl emily here for episode 106 featuring natalie trapasso registered dietitian so before we jump into that i want to give you a couple quick updates so i'm really focusing on a few things right now and kind of getting back into the 80 20 idea and it's such a strong idea because I really do see that in clients I work with, when I'm designing marketing plans, where can you focus your efforts to get the best, most amount of results possible? So that's kind of the approach I'm taking right now. And I'm focusing a lot on Rosa Media Co. So if you don't know, I have a marketing agency called Rosa Media Co. where I work as a fractional marketing director. And I'm just really excited to get back into a lot more client work there coming off of maternity leave and i'm also so so excited for cool moms club which is coming super super soon i put the wait list here for you if you're interested it's really going to be everything i've always wanted in a program where you're getting mentorship you're getting a community of like-minded women who are not only entrepreneurs, career women, but also have kids because it's a unique set of challenges, y'all. And all the moms know what the fuck I'm talking about. So I'm focusing, like I said, on Rosa and Cool Moms Club coming so soon and Book Baddies, which I'm obsessed, obsessed with. It's been so much fun already. We had an amazing first uh, meetup where we talked about the art, no, the courage to be disliked. That's what it's called. There we go. Um, and it was a really actually bad book, <laughs> so do not recommend, but the ideas were super interesting and they're all based on Adlerian psychology. And there was a few ideas that really stuck out to me. And one of them was that you have to separate tasks in your life. So this idea basically is that I'm responsible for my own tasks, which are everything from you know, when I go to bed at night to how I treat my body to working out, I'm responsible for those. And also you are not responsible for anyone else's tasks. And this one kind of hit me because as a mother, you kind of think, yeah, but like I'm responsible for X, Y, and Z. And in reality, you aren't. And the example I'm going to give is say you really want your child to study well and enjoy school, etc. You can help by creating an environment, by working on the mindset of it, by showing work ethic. But at the end of the day, you can't force them to read the book, right? That's their task. So anyways, this was kind of a hard idea for me to digest, but was also very, very liberating. Anyway, there's quite a few interesting ideas, but the book was really dry. (laughs) Anyways, for our second meetup, which is happening, should be in 
April, beginning of April, we are reading The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. And I'm really excited because it's going to be kind of like a mystery fiction vibe. It was a pretty hyped book, but I think from the looks of it, it's pretty worth the hype. It get, gets kind of like four, four and a half, sometimes five stars. So I'm super excited to read that. And if you haven't joined Book Baddies, there's still time. It's our free virtual book club. It's so, so much fun. So come and join us if you think reading is sexy too and you love to read like us. And last thing I want to update you on is I'm really focused on being in my hot, healthy girl era. So what that looks like for me right now is focusing on making it fun. As you know, I'm like, make it fun or fuck it. And I'm kind of making myself have little challenges where I'm hitting at least 6K steps a day. I'm doing my workouts, obviously. Workouts are just automatic for me, though. I don't even have to think about it. And I love it so much. And I'm really focusing on eating super well to fuel my body so what's going to make me feel the best that's what I'm focusing on and right now that's cutting out gluten and sugar and I'm not doing it to where like if I really want I don't know a piece of cake I'm not going to eat it because I really don't like being overly restrictive and we get into that on today's episode by the way Um, but I think tapping into again who am I as that super hot healthy girl what does she what are her actions what does she like and I'm really embodying that right now so it's exciting I would love to hear from you if you're on kind of a health kick too I know it's beginning of the year still kind of so first quarter at least so I know it's usually still something that people are into but I mean being hot and healthy is cool all year round (laughs) so let's get into today's episode super excited to get into this topic with Natalie Natalie is a registered dietitian and she is so talented at really helping women through things like hormones and how you, you your nutrition can really support that. So she's super, super amazing. You all need to follow her on Instagram. And anytime she does anything live, I always try to tune in because she's so, so knowledgeable. You'll hear it in the interview. So today's lessons include... What is your metabolism? Because I think a lot of people don't even know what that is, which is fine. We talk about some of the ways you can kind of affect and change your metabolism. So what affects it, etc. And we talk about the best approach for nutrition in the postpartum period. So this is such a great episode. I hope you get a lot of value from it. Make sure you follow Natalie. Like I said, she's incredible. I love you all. We have exciting episodes coming up. I'm going to do my breastfeeding 101 journey and I have a human design expert and her interview is amazing. That one's coming up soon. I love you all. Let's get into it. Here's episode 106 featuring Natalie Trapasso. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. My pleasure. Let's jump right in and start to get to know you a little bit. What is your top hack for being a busy entrepreneur? I would say batching things when I have inspiration. So I'm not somebody that's super motivated all the time. So when I do, I try to batch as much as I can. So then I have content, podcasts, etc. On those days when I'm not feeling super motivated, 
period. And it's something that I have been doing recently is doing it around when I ovulate because that's when we have the most energy. So I've been kind of keeping track of that and then batching and doing all that stuff around ovulation. Mm. Very helpful. I love that. What is your daily ritual? So what is, you can share the whole thing with us if you want, or just a few things that help to kind of keep you grounded. Yeah. I have been loving gua sha in the morning. Um, I don't know if everybody's familiar with that, but what it is, is a, a lymphatic drainage massage on your face. So you start with like an oil and you just massage your face with it. So it's like a little mini facial every day. And I've been doing that, like saying affirmations in the morning and it's just getting me in the mood to get my day started. Mm, I love that. I do that too, actually. <laughs> yeah, so I good. love it. What are you most grateful for in your life right now? I would have to say first, my husband, he's super supportive of me, which, you know, when you have a business, sometimes it is like not everybody understands what you're kind of doing, but he definitely supports me even if he doesn't understand all the time. So I'm really grateful for him. And then I would have to say my family too. So I am super lucky that I get to live like really close to my family. Like we're basically, most of my family is all in the same neighborhood. So <laughs> going for a walk is always fun. I'll see like my mom or an aunt, a cousin. So I never take it for granted. <laughs> I love it. That is so lovely. Mm-hmm. What is your why for your life? Definitely helping people. So I just did an exercise where I went through my why and the ripple effect of like how many people you can, you know, affect with helping one person. So if you help one person, you know, that could build their confidence, make them in a better mood, which helps people around them and then people around them. So that I always like to write it down and that really helps me. So definitely helping people is my why. Mm, that's beautiful. And you know what? I, I do think about that a lot as it relates to mothers, because often mothers are the last people to kind of help themselves or have support. But when you think about it, when you help one mom, you are helping her whole family. And that, like you said, it does have a huge ripple effect. And I think it really, especially for me, hits home because it it makes so much of an impact when you can help one mother even. So I love that. Exactly. So let's get right into your career background. So I want to hear from you, Natalie, what your early career kind of looked like and what really led you into entrepreneurship. Okay, perfect. So I am a registered dietitian which is funny, I started in pharmacy school, which I always think is super ironic, because I went from like, using medicine to heal people to using food to heal people. So basically, I dieted like my whole life, like starting at age 11 was my first diet. And I was like, in this chronic, yeah, like yo-yo dieting for years. And when I got to school, like when I went to college and I was on my own, I realized that like, I literally had no idea what I was doing when it came to eating. And I immediately like gained 20 pounds when I got there. And it was a really like dark time for me. So I was, you know, super depressed. I didn't want to go to class. I never wanted to leave my room. So I went through this like kind of (laughs) quarter life crisis where I was like, I need to change everything. And I switched schools to nutrition And that's where I learned all about 
nutrition, how to eat for our bodies. And I realized like everything that I was doing was wrong. So like most of all the things that we tend to go to are like restrictive diets. And that ends up just messing with our metabolism, messing up our hormones, all of that stuff. So that was like my school journey. So when I got into the nutrition field, like as in a career, it's mostly like hospitals, nursing homes, you work in as a dietitian. And while that's great and all, it just wasn't, I just saw this huge gap of where women are in their nutrition and all the information out there and how it is messing with their hormones and their metabolism. And I wanted to be able to help those women which I just couldn't, I wasn't feeling like I was doing in a hospital where I was just seeing a patient for like 30 minutes. I couldn't follow up with them or a nursing home when they're kind of like the end of their life. They don't really care that much about their nutrition. So I just felt like there was this huge gap and I needed to get the message out that what we're doing is backwards. And we really need to nourish our metabolism and make sure that we are eating enough because it it just helped me so much and learning that. And I just felt like more people needed to learn about that too. So that's where, that's where I am now. So now I specialize in helping women boosting up their metabolism while making sure their hormones aren't affected. Mm, that is amazing. I love it. Something that came up and I want to say too, before I get into this, uh, thank you for sharing your personal story. Cause I know I'm sure you went through a a lot in dealing with all those things. And before we get into the basics of like, what is metabolism? I'm really curious to ask you, because this is something I've thought about a lot as someone who uh, is recovering, I guess you say, or recovered from an eating disorder. It's really an interesting challenge now for me to quote unquote diet and not even diet but even even feel any sort of restriction so I always have this push and pull even now I'm recovered from my eating disorder but I feel sometimes it's a challenge for me like I said to want to you know say eat really well for my metabolism or eat the foods that I know make me feel the best because in the back of my mind I'm like oh don't be too restrictive don't be too restrictive so it's like an interesting push and pull. I don't know if you felt any of that in your journey, but I wanted to hear your kind of opinion on that. Oh, absolutely. And I that is what actually happened to me. So when I got college and I was gained the 20 pounds, I didn't feel good. I need to do something about this, but I physically couldn't restrict anymore. My body was like, no way, like you, we can't do that anymore. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And I don't believe in restriction at all. Like all foods can fit. Um, a good mindset to be in for that is always thinking about what you can add. I always like that. So like what I add to what I'm already eating to make it a little bit more balanced. So like if you want a cookie, totally fine. Maybe you just eat it as close to dinner as you can. So you have some of that protein with that with your cookie to help balance it out a little bit more. Or, you know, if you're eating an apple, put some peanut butter with it or something like that. Always think about what you can add. That and is that always so, helps me. yeah, that is such an important point. Um, I just wanted to get your opinion on it because it sounds like, yeah, you had similar kind of 
ideas where you almost go, I almost went too far in the other direction. I was like, after years and years of restricting and finally kind of healing from that mindset, it felt like, oh gosh, like do not restrict a single thing, which is not entirely healthy either. So it's, (laughs) it's a, it's a interesting challenge to kind of find that balance. And I think I'm, I'm definitely better at it. And I love that idea about adding because I think in your brain, like psychologically, it, it helps to think of it that way. And I love how you really, I've been following you on social now for a while. And I just love how you kind of showcase how you create balanced meals and maybe just go through with us what that kind of looks like, because it seems like you have a very easy to follow kind of formula, which I like a lot. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So when we're talking about balanced meals, what we are looking for is protein is going to be number one. So protein keeps us the fullest for longest. Um, It helps to manage cravings. It helps to balance out our blood sugar. So that's kind of what we want. Number one is some sort of protein. Um. Do you want me to go in like what that looks like? Like what kind of foods are protein? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay. So proteins, you know, obviously any type of meat is considered protein. Any type of fish, those are good sources of protein. But also if we're not really eating meat or fish, we can do like Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, um, protein powders, Peanut butter has some protein, beans have some protein, and then we have like tofu, edamame, which are like the soy-based proteins. So those are going to be like your most amount of protein. So that's what we're looking for, number one. We always kind of want to have a source of protein. Um, Then we want some carbohydrate. So carbohydrates, they are our body's preferred source of energy. So that is usually the first thing that women cut out, and it's like the worst thing we can cut out. (laughs) So definitely everybody out there, we need to be eating carbohydrates. Don't be afraid of them. Um, Whenever possible, we do want to make them like higher fiber carbohydrates, um, fiber, high fiber carbs are like whole wheat, whole grains, um, sweet potatoes, regular potatoes. So don't be afraid of the white either. Um, Fruits are considered high fiber carbohydrates. Um, And then I always say like whenever possible, adding vegetables, so vegetables have so many good like vitamins, minerals, and that could be like any vegetable you want, anything you like, any way you want to eat them. It doesn't matter if you cook them, they're frozen, they're canned, whatever you want to do. Um, so that's kind of like the balanced meal we're looking for. So like protein, carbohydrate, whenever possible, making it a higher fiber carbohydrate, adding vegetable. So it's like a, a little really easy formula. Mm-hmm. It is. Follow. It's great. I think uh, sometimes creating those types of meals can feel a little daunting. So it is helpful, I think, to have just like a very straightforward plan of the elements you need, and then you can kind of just put it together. So let's go backtrack a little bit. And I want to hear from you because I think like metabolism gets thrown around a lot now. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if even I fully understand what it means. So do you, as the expert, want to tell us what exactly is your metabolism and what are some general ways that you can support it? Yeah. So our metabolism is the process in which your body converts what you're eating or drinking into So basically everything that your body does requires energy. So like eating, um, 
blinking, pumping your blood, digesting your food. Like we need energy for that, which the way that we consume energy is calories. So basically whatever we're eating, those calories we're taking in, our metabolism converts that into the energy that our body needs to function. So the main way that you're going to want to support your metabolism is to make sure that you're eating enough. <laughs> Fueling your body efficiently is the way that we um, make sure that we are supporting that metabolism. Because if we're chronically under eating, something's got to give. Like if our body needs a certain amount of calories to function on a day-to-day -day basis, if we're not giving it those calories, your body is going to do what it needs to survive over those other things that we're not. So if we we need to pump our blood always, we always need to be breathing to stay alive. So something that might be not really supported is like digestion. So maybe we get digestive issues or, you know, you feel tired all the time. You're, you're working against your metabolism. So I think the number one thing is we want to make sure that we're always eating enough and fueling our body properly, which again is why women tend to do it backwards. <laughs> we tend to severely restrict, which is what, again, why I'm in this field. I think that we need to, I need to, um, that message needs to get out there more that we need to be fueling, not restricting. Mm -hmm. I'm with you there because I've, I've experienced it. Can you tell us or walk us through so people get a real picture here? What happens to your metabolism when you are being so restrictive with calories yeah. and or carbohydrates? Because I know you talked about how that's really important for women too. So what actually happens to your body, to your metabolism when you are so restrictive for so long? Yeah. So let's say you know, we'll just take some straightforward numbers here. So like, let's say for you to function on a day to day basis, you need like 1800 calories a day. So that's to obviously breathe, pump your blood, blink your eyes, move around all that stuff. Well, so if you're if you start off by eating 1200 calories, which is a very number that I see a lot of women doing starting with 1200 calories, well, your metabolism will slow everything down to meet up with the 1200 calories that it's getting. So then now everything in your body has slowed down. Like I said, like the digestion has slowed down. You're going to be tired all the time. You might um, get like constipated because your the digestion has slowed down. Um, so now your body is living off of 1200 calories a day, which is not what it needs to thrive. So then, you know, you might see that as like your hair falling out, your nails not being super strong, or, you know, we can't build muscle properly either. Um, and then from there, so then that is super unsustainable too. <laughs> so now our body is used to eating 1200 calories a day, super unsustainable. Anytime you go over that, then now your body's used to that. So let's say you go back to normal eating. That's when that like rapid weight gain starts after dieting because you're used to only eating 1200 calories, go back to normal eating. And now your body will rapidly put on the weight from there. So the good news is though, your metabolism is never broken. <laughs> so you can always like fix it. That is the good news about all of that. I know that sounded kind of negative, but... <laughs> It's like doomsday. 
it's like yeah and it happens really fast like it slows down really fast but then it also can speed up a little bit faster too I think it slows down faster than it speeds up but it still does it's never broken Mm-hmm. So if you're out there worrying of like, oh my God, I've been doing that for years. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> I did it for years too. <laughs> you're like, don't worry. I've healed. I've healed. <laughs> yes. You can heal I, it. <laughs> I think there is a lot of fear mongering though about that now mm-hmm. about how, yeah, the, I see a lot of the narratives have a bit of that tone to them. As in, if you screw up your metabolism, you're going to F it up for the rest of your life. It almost feels scary. So that's actually very soothing to hear from you. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. No, it's never broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really interesting too, because right now for me, I am still breastfeeding exclusively. And let me tell you the hunger that you feel breastfeeding. Cause it, it takes, it just reminded me as you were talking about the energy so I can see it. So if I don't eat well, and I'm talking kind of what you're saying, eat a good amount, like a lot of protein, especially for me, because I know with your, anyone who works with her, I'm sure you'll get all this. But for me, I have a lot of muscle on my body. Like I have a very high amount of muscle. So it's like, I probably need even more to like maintain that. Yeah. Right. And I mm-hmm. can feel right. it. I can feel it. If I don't eat well and eat enough, I can tell my body, this is like on the extreme level, but it'll take from wherever it can to make it so I can like yes. not only fill my body, but make the, make the breast milk so that I can feed my baby, but it'll just pull from wherever. Like that's where too, I think it factors in some women get really terrible hair loss or like really extreme versions of these things. And I think it's because they're not feeling very well. They're like exactly. yeah, <laughs> under eating essentially. And that's a good point with that you bring up with breastfeeding, because I got a lot of, a lot of women reaching out to me wanting to you know, there's the extra baby weight that they put on. But if you are breastfeeding, you never want to your calories or else you could risk losing your milk. So that's the first lesson is, are you breastfeeding? Because we never want to restrict calories because you're exactly right. You definitely want your milk supply and you risk losing. Milk. That's the thing to look out for. Mm-hmm. That is so true. I think there's, there's this huge, huge pressure and it kind of makes... I mean, sad when you hear things like that, like people really want to lose the weight right away. And I know this is like so cliche, but people talk about how it takes you nine months, well, actually like 10, I don't know where people get nine from. Anyway, 10-ish to like grow this baby. So to expect that in two months, considering everything your body's gone through, no matter how your labor goes and then add to it, if you're breastfeeding, there's also a lot more strain on your body after you're holding a baby, you are not sleeping as well. So to me, I just noticed such a difference this time in eating so well and resting when you can and not worrying too much about anything else because you just can't. And it's good to hear it from someone in your field as well. So anyone listening, just chill, girlfriend. (laughs) You're still breastfeeding. If you're very recently postpartum even if you're not breastfeeding I think for the while it's not the time to try and restrict like sleep plays into this so much too I'm sure and And stress and stress yeah absolutely actually let's talk about that a little bit yeah so your body went through a physical stress having a baby and then you have all that emotional stress on top of that too 
So when we are stressed, you know, our hunger hormones kick in, our fullness hormones decrease, which means that we feel hungrier and we don't feel as full. And it's like, it's your body's way of telling you to eat. So like, you never want to add extra stress, which like restricting calories is a physical stress. So yes, exactly. I agree. You want to take it slow and nourish your body. And again, be in that mindset of like what we can add and anything that we can do to support us in this time versus again, women, we tend to go a little bit too hard, too fast. Yeah. <laughs> we try to go from zero to one. <laughs> Real quick. Exactly. And I'll just share for me what I have been focusing on, on your point of adding and just thinking about those balanced meals. I've been focusing on protein because like, otherwise it's too much to try and think of all these things um, and adding actually. So I've been focusing on two things, I should say, getting as well, enough protein, like as much as possible. And especially in the morning, I've been focusing on like minimum 20 grams, usually 25 or so. And then Perfect. the other thing I was focused on is adding fruits because fruit I'm in Brazil right now and there's not as many vegetables um but adding in fruit so like eating fruits a lot and I think that was helpful too aside like instead of trying to do everything all the time I think it was important especially in this moment of my life but for anyone listening to if you have any other stressors to your point like big things happening it's probably good to just focus on like those small things that are going to have an impact Exactly. And I think the protein is the biggest one. So if everybody else is looking for a place to start, always start with protein. And that is going to give you the most amount of results for like the least amount of effort. Totally. Which I mean, sometimes that's where we're at in life. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Whether you know you're a busy entrepreneur, because most people listening to my podcast are entrepreneurs. And then a lot of them are also moms. So it's like, you have both of those things, which, you know, we know from experience being an entrepreneur, there's very busy, there's a lot going on. And then you add to it, motherhood, etc. So I think keeping those things simple are so, so helpful. And on that note, I wanted to ask you, cause you're so, so good at this. Again, you have, you guys have to follow her on social because she always puts these good little hacks, but I want to hear from you. What are your favorite kind of time saving hacks when it comes to meal prep because as we all know when you're tired or stressed and then you get hungry for me anyway you just reach for whatever's gonna like fill you the fastest and sometimes that's not what you actually want to be eating <laughs> so I think meal prep is so big for everybody but I'd love to hear some of your hacks I've seen some of them on social yeah my favorite one and the biggest one, I think, because we, again, back to proteins, it's always the easiest to prep the protein. So what I love to do, I don't know if anybody has like a crock pot, what I will do is I will put a bunch of plain chicken in the crock pot, plain, so like no seasoning on it. I'll put it on for like four hours on high, or you can do eight hours on low. And then it'll shred really nicely when it's done. And then you have a ton of plain shredded chicken. So that is so versatile. You can make tacos one night. You can do barbecue chicken one, like barbecue chicken sandwiches. You can make quesadillas. You can put it in salads or sandwiches or wraps. And 
for me, I don't love to eat the same thing every day. So I don't love to prep like a five meals on Sunday. I mean, if that, if you love to do that, you can totally do that. But just for me, I like the versatility. So doing that saves so much time. It takes stress off of you because you don't have to make every single meal from scratch. And then I would say buying convenient things. Like as a busy mom, you're going to want to buy things that are already pre-done for you. Like don't make it harder for yourself. They have so many good options at the store nowadays. So like the little individual nut packets or, you know, protein shakes, just if you're on the go, you can kind of grab those things and head out the door or do whatever. So I would say um, like even those little like balanced break snacks. I don't know if you've seen those, but they're like the cheese and the nuts. So buying things like that to have them on hand. So you're not having to do everything from scratch. Those are like my biggest things that save so much time. Yes. I love all those. And another one that I love too is I don't do it in Brazil because someone here helps me, but um, grocery delivery. Like most people have access to that and just, it just cuts down on the time, right? Like you don't have to walk around the store. And I think for everyone listening, it's just, it's a good hack. It it is a time saver. Yeah. That that one is awesome. (laughs) So convenient. So convenient. Um, it's been so lovely chatting. I think there's been so much that people can kind of take away. And I want to thank you for being here and really acknowledge you for the way that you are helping women and supporting them because it helps them be better people in their lives. And as we talked about better for their families. So I really want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Okay. Bye. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Bye. Love you too. Thank you for listening to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. If you liked our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.